has been paid for by the New World Order. Listen up, you blind slap nut. If I can be serious for a minute. This is the Flex Network. <laughs> this is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. The real reason I came here tonight is because we are live! We flex on Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all the ages out there, it is Thursday. Yes, it is. You know what that means. It is time for another edition of the Wrestling Weekend Review Show here, live in the living color on the Flex Network. We live on the Facebook, we live on the YouTube, and we're live on the Twitter for everyone out there. I am the snowman, and boy, boy oh boy, was it a hell of a week in the world of wrestling. I know I'm going to be talking about Hell in a Cell. This is, uh, I would say this is going to be a more post-Hell in a Cell talkative this week. Uh, as AEW was, is not on yet, it's not on until Saturday. They're having a, their show on Saturday thanks to the NBA playoffs going down. So because of that, AEW just is has been pushed to Saturday. So we're not going to talk AEW. Of course, we know Jungle Boy will be challenging for the AEW world title against the cleaner, the belt collector, Kenny Omega, this Saturday on Dynamite. But this is going to be more of WWE-esque show this week uh as a lot of it of course we're looking ahead to money in the bank we're looking back at hell in a cell this past week i mean three straight nights or on for wwe helen is having a hell in a cell match of course we talked about what happened last week on smackdown uh last saturday the show, you know, the Recon Review show on Saturday, talking about what went down Friday. Of course, Hell in a Cell pay-per-view on Sunday. And then, unexpectedly, Raw decides, hey, you know what? Let's have Monday Night Raw have a Hell in a Cell match this time. For the first time since 1998. Man, it has been a long time. And to be truthful, it was a good match. A really good match. I mean, not like five stars, like, oh my God, it was so legendary. But it was still a good match. You know, something you could throw on and be like, you know what? 
I'm entertained with this match. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm going to get into my rant right now. This is the rant portion of the show to kick it off. And trust me, I'm going to have another rant in a little bit uh, with, of course, uh, what happened on Raw. There's a, another thing that happened on Monday Night Raw that kind of got me into a little stir. But the hell in the cell. In the last while, last several years, if you're some, if you're a wrestling fanatic, you're someone who has watched wrestling for a very, very, very long time, like I have. You can go, and of course, you can go back and watch a lot of the stuff on the network, on YouTube, you know. But to get a feel. For Hell in a Cell and what it stands for. If you're going to be going into inside of Hell in a Cell, it is to be the end all, the be the end all, be all matchup in a rivalry. Obviously, I can throw off Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Bad Blood, 2004, be all end all. For that rivalry. I mean yes. They picked it right back up at. Actually no sorry. They didn't pick it up right back up. I was thinking you know. Thinking year back and then led into that. But never mind. <clears throat> you think of. Undertaker. Shawn Michaels. The first Hell in the Cell. Bad Blood. 1997. And the introduction of Kane. I mean, yes. And of course, yes, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels did have one more go around. But that was, you know, months and months later at the Royal Rumble. And which, of course, led to Shawn Michaels getting injured and spawning off, off so many things. You think of Undertaker and Mankind, King of the Ring 98. In Pittsburgh, PA, there. The end of their rivalry, essentially, right there. Because, you know, again, that I would say, if I, off the top of my head, that was the last time you saw those guys go one-on-one with against each other. You think of Undertaker and Randy Orton, Armageddon 2005. And the story, I mean, and what I'm getting at with a lot of these, you know, matches and, you know, why it takes place in Hell in a Cell, at least in my mind, and I'm sure a lot of people's, you know, minds is, it is the end of a rivalry, a big rivalry that has, that has bad blood intentions, that has, you know, just, it, it, the, the rivalry is so big and it's so menacing that, it needs a blow-off, a big end before they go their separate ways for quite a while, maybe maybe forever, and they don't meet up with each other again. Another one for that would be like Batista and Triple H, the World Heavyweight title. Uh, at Vengeance, Inside Hell in the South 2005. I think it was 2005. Hold on. 
Yeah, I want to say 2005, 2006. Actually, you know, scratch that. 2005. Because WrestleMania, two, two, uh, WrestleMania in 2004 was WrestleMania 20. WrestleMania 21 was 05. Batista won the world title from Triple H at, at Staples Center 21 because that was when WrestleMania goes Hollywood. They had the rematch at Backlash. Batista won that one. And then they had the final or the big blow off for that at Vengeance in Vegas inside Hell in the Cell. Okay. Another one I can ease, you know, easily throw out there. Randy Orton, John Cena for the WWE title inside Hell in a Cell at Hell in a Cell. After, you know, this legendary rivalry right here between these two with the I quit match at breaking point. The first and only time we've, we had a breaking point. I believe that one might have been 2009, 2012, you know, 10. I want to say it was 09. <clears throat> I'm checking something on my end, but 2009, 2010. Breaking point. Then you go, and actually, and actually, I can't even say this was a blow-off because they had their bigger blow-off. This was more like a the, the Hell in a Cell was more of a stopping ground for these guys, a, a pit stop. In you know, on the way to to their big finish in the rivalry, you had of course Hell in a Cell, and then it went to uh, bragging rights in the sixty minute Iron Man ma anything goes Iron Man match, no countouts, no disqualifications, anything goes. That one was that's where the the rivalry ended and uh bragging yes to the or sorry breaking point oh nine so yeah I was right 2009 2009 so that was a rivalry you don't get those a whole lot of time nowadays especially with very good rivalries to you know to say okay we're gonna hell in the cell this is how we're gonna blow you know we're blowing it off. Now it just seems like Hell in the Cell has been more of a stopping ground, you know, uh, a point in the rivalry before they go and do something else or before it fades away, and just to have the, bring out the Hell in the Cell. Which, uh, for a lot of fans, not cool. In this day and age. For some fans. Oh my gosh. It's so cool. You know. We get to see the, the hell in the cell. The, you know. The cell that. You know. We got to see Mick Foley get tossed off of. You know. The same. I mean. Not the exact same cell structure. But. The same concept. We got to see Kane debuted. The same cell. We got to see. Uh, the brutality of. Sean and Triple H. The, the Armageddon six-man hell in a cell with Austin Rock, Undertaker, Rikishi, Triple H, Kurt Angle. And, and to me, that one, that one hell in a cell is the one that mostly stands out to me personally because you're putting six guys, the top superstars in the company back in, two, you know, in 2000. You're putting the top six men 
the WWF titles on the line, and this is the big payday for everything that has happened from No Mercy in October to Survivor Series. And then to Armageddon in December. A span of a three-month, you know, three months. And in some cases, maybe uh, an additional year, if you're talking with Austin and Triple H and Rikishi, and then the bringing in of The Rock uh, in, two, you know, in two, you know, late 2000. And then you're bringing in The Undertaker and Kurt Angle. And it, it just fits so beautifully. I want people, you know, if and nothing else, go back and watch. And I want you guys to understand where I'm coming from. Go back and watch. I want you to watch Survivor Series 1999. Okay. Then I want you to go, you know, watch that Survivor Series and understand, you know, the Austin getting taken out, of course, getting neck surgery and everything. But I'm saying in the in the mindset of, okay, Austin's been taken out with a with a car. We don't know who who did it. Okay, it was a mystery for almost uh, 10 months, you know, know, 10 months, uh, I would think. Okay, Austin comes back in September at Unforgiven. Uh, Sorry, so Survivor Series 99 all the way to 2000 uh, Unforgiven September. Comes back, investigation, okay, we find out. It was Rikishi, but you know, I'm I'm just I'm I'm just giving you the bullet points. Find out it's Rikishi. They have one-on-one match at No Mercy, and it goes from from there. It brings in more people, and to the the to the degree, you know, it was just so intertwined and so well, you know, planned out, and the stories and everything. It was so eloquently done in that when we got to Armageddon, you knew the shit was going to hit the fan and all hell was going to break, break loose. Someone was going to get hurt. So I want you guys to go, if you, when you're done with this podcast, go back and watch Survivor Series 99. You know, you could skip all the way to. September of, of uh, 2000 and then the rest of the way all the way to December to Armageddon because that and, and again that also will set up the progression for on the road Wrestlemania with the Royal Rumble and Triple H in Austin Rock and Kurt Angle it breaks off into that specter which goes straight into Wrestlemania 17 you know no way out Wrestlemania 17 and everything onward for that but again go and watch that it was so well done you're going to understand where i'm coming from for how i view hell in the cell as it was the be-all end-all for a rivalry and of course another one dx big show mcmahon's unforgiven 2007 2006 2007 i want to say that the the hand the first ever handicap uh hell in a cell match 
at Unforgiven. Uh, I mean, yeah, Big Show is the ECW World Champ. Uh, let, let me just double check on that part for one sec. I have. Uh, do 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 do. I feel like I find you know you find it and then. Unforgiven. I know it was Unforgiven. But it's just got to remember which one. Uh, Unforgiven. 06. Yeah. 06. Unforgiven. Air Canada Center. Toronto, Toronto, Canada. Because that was where Edge, that's where the TLC between Edge and John Cena happened. All right. Now that my rant has just gone on about Hell in a Cell, let's, t- you know, I have no news for you guys this week. Shockingly, there's no news. We're just going to tell, you know, of course, this is going to be the last time I'd be in the hell for a little while till next <laughs> next time. Because I know you see this, you're thinking, man, it's hot. Well, if you're up here in the Western Washington area, if you're up here in Washington, uh, Washington State, it's going to get hot in the next couple of days. And I don't think people want to be thinking about this already because it is going to be higher than hell up here. So this will be the last time you see this background for a little bit, but let's get into it, guys. Hell in a Cell took place this sun this past Sunday, and the fine it was the final pay per view inside the Thunderdome, and the Thunderdome era is slowly coming to an end, guys. We just got done with the final pay per view at Hell in a Cell. Uh, pre-show, we had Natalia take on Mandy Rose in one-on-one action. Uh, good opening matchup for, on the pre-show before the show or before the sell. Uh, and Natalia picks up the victory over Mandy Rose, which I'm, I'm actually I'm intrigued with this, ma- this rivalry with Natalia, Tamina taking on Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. I'm interested in this one. I want to keep my eyes on this. Uh, see where this is going to go. Um, in the you know in the near future when it comes up, uh, on the horizon for these you know for this matchup for the tag team titles for the women's tag team titles, uh, we kick off the show with the Hell in a Cell, uh, for the SmackDown Women's Title. Bianca Belair taking on Bailey, and this was a good. Great. I can't, I was about to say good, but you know what? I'm going to say great women's hell in the cell. Not there's been other ones, but this one was a great one. I highly encourage you guys to go back and watch this one. Bailey and Bianca Belair. Uh, Bailey, of course, trying to, you know, multiple times tie up Bianca Belair to ring ropes, to chair, uh, just to prevent her from using that hair like a whip. You know, you you know, watch me nay on that one if you get the you get whipped because that's gonna hurt like a mother effer. Um, even Bianca tied to Bailey just to give her a butt whooping and make sure she couldn't run. But this was a good matchup, a great matchup uh, between Bianca and Bailey. Hopefully, this is the the blow off, and we could get some new blood into. I mean, I can't even really say new blood. Again, I, I think we've talked about this on SmackDown, you know, for the SmackDown side of the world, that the women's roster is like so depleted that 
it's going to be very hard for Bianca to really get new blood into into the the mix. Just saying. Just for the plain fact that I mean, yeah, Bianca is the champ. Um, of course, Natalia, if she wanted to go for the SmackDown, t- you know, women's title, she could. Uh, let me filter. So, just going down. So, <clears throat> Bailey, you know, we've seen. I think we've seen that run its course. Carmella, um, ki- I kind of felt sour on her, you know, against Sasha. I don't know, maybe if she could bring a good rivalry with Bianca for the SmackDown Women's Title, maybe. But again, it's all about you know who your dance partner is and how well she is. Liv Morgan gives me the best chance on SmackDown. I feel like Liv Morgan, uh, after the catastrophe that backstage just provided with uh, splitting and removing uh, Ruby Riot and you know removing her, essentially firing her. Uh, Liv Morgan, I think, can give the best opportunity on SmackDown for a a chance for a rivalry with Bianca and maybe even go for the SmackDown women's title. Natalia, of course, uh, could give a, you know, could give a shot if she wanted to go for the women, the, the singles title. Sasha, haven't seen her in a while. I mean, haven't seen her since after, since WrestleMania. So don't know where she's, you know, her head's at. What, how it's looking over there for her. So that's it. I mean, and of course, Tamina also. But I feel like right now, Tamina, uh, give her a little bit more time to hold on to these tag t- I think that the tag team tiles are going to stay on Natalia and Tamina for a while, for a good long while. I just don't see anyone, you know, in the tag team division. Uh, what, t- you know, granted, the what tag team division? I mean, besides Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Uh, maybe Naomi and Asuka, maybe, I don't know. The only, the only real saving grace is if NXT was in the mix with this, but of course they have their own women's tag team titles. So that just 86 them out of the picture. So you just took the women's tag team titles and you just, uh, pigeon toed them to where, you know, they're, they're screwed. Uh, as much as I want to believe, you know, believe that there is hope for this for this uh, title to get some meaning and to get some respect and some good competition, I just don't see it uh, right now. There is not a real tag team besides Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, and of course, right and uh, right now, uh, Natalia. And actually, you know what? Let me rephrase that: Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Is the only other team I could really see given a great shot, given a true great shot at going for the tag team titles. Because they've they've been a tag team for a while. I think they've I believe I'm gonna give them the the uh the advancement into they're no longer you know a tag team that was you know has hasn't been working together, they're now a tag team. I would say they've reached that fr- that threshold of okay, they're no longer two single wrestlers who are forced together. They are they're an actual tag team now. They've been together for a while. So Manuel Rose, Dana Brooke, 
Natalia Tamina, and Nia Jax and Shane Baszler. Those are your only tag teams in the division right now. Others are just going to be forced together, you know, come together for whatever, you know, to have, you know, have a shot at the tag team titles. That's it. I don't really see anything out of that. Moving on <laughs> uh, from my rant of, of course, challenges for Bianca Belair now that she's still the Raw, the SmackDown Women's Champion. Uh, Seth Rollins taking on Cesaro one-on-one. And, of course, again, I say this. Hell in a Cell was all one-on-one matches. So there's no tags, no handicaps, no, no six-man tag action, no mixed tag, no nothing. Just one-on-one matches this past week. End. I would say that. Uh, Seth Rollins, Cesaro. It was a good matchup, guys. It was a good matchup uh, with Seth and Cesaro. I feel like they really put great effort into this, you know, rivalry. I think this is going to be something to keep an eye on, and I hope that we get a or I believe we may get a, a rubber match out of this because and. WrestleMania, the Seth, you know, Seth lost to Cesaro. Hell in a Cell, Seth beat Cesaro, so it's they're one up right now in this, you know, current rivalry. There's going to be a blow. I believe there should be a blow off, the rubber match, no interference, no, no, no nothing, no shenanigans, no nothing. See who the better man is. And I'm going to put my money on Cesaro, just, just in the, in the off chance that Seth Rollins. Might be the next challenger for uh, Roman. I don't know. Still got a little ways to go. You know, figure out who's going to be that next challenger for Roman Reigns and that universal title. Uh, One-on-one match. Alexa Bliss taking on Shayna Baszler. And uh, I, I, I am officially declaring that the Bliss... Fiend, mystical powers, the psychotic Mr. Rogers phase of Alexa Bliss has finally started to turn, uh, actually has been starting to turn downward, ladies and gentlemen. And the whole thing with, you know, Bliss having now mind control powers, I think it's kind of Okay, we're getting we're kind of now starting to get outside the realms of okay, crazy, you know, possibility. Maybe if this was a a theater, you know, a a a movie style matchup, like you know the bone the boneyard matchup, like uh, extreme oh, shoot, extreme rules the the. The Wyatt's the the Wyatt Swamp match. So I just do not see in the last little while. Actually, yeah, I think it was. I think I said said it correctly. That was money in the bank. I'm just going back through my notes to make sure I said you know the the types you know, the style correctly. Before I completely butcher it to all to hell. Uh, that was. Nope. I want. That was. 
before all hell broke loose. Uh, do, 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 do. I feel like I'm just trying to find the right words for, you know, before, you know, just make sure I haven't said the, I've said the right thing I wanted to say for how this was going to be. But I think, you know, I think I was right in saying it was a cinema style. Because uh, it's just one of those things where you don't want to say it is and then be like, oh, no, it was wrong. It's like, damn it, I was wrong. Yeah, I think it, I'm going to say it, cinema style, you know, move, cinema style, move, you know, feel, you know, matchup. If it wasn't that kind of matchup, I could see, I could see that happening. But we're getting now closer and closer to. Yeah, Cinema Style. Thank you. I was right. Uh, Cinema Style. Because I had to look back at the Wide Swap Fight matchup. Um, way yonder ago. But if the Bliss and Shane Baszler match was a Cinema Style matchup, I could conceivably believe that this, you know, the mind control, you know, Nijax, Reginald, that kind of thing. I could see that happening. But in a straight-up one-on-one match... And it didn't have the feel of a, you know, fun house, you know, kind of feel. I, I just don't believe it. And I think they they finally pushed this, you know, pushed Alexa Bliss outside of the realm of being believable and it be not being a, a really, you know, kind of really did that. I'm not, you know, that looks silly and stupid kind of thing. And again. I'm not hating on Alexa Bliss. It's just how it's looked. And I think that, again, once the fans get back into the arena, uh, you know, once we get to Money in the Bank, I think that that has to start to, to get toned down to where, unless it's The Fiend, and they can, you know, very well pull it off in front of a live audience because, again, the live audience is going to be back. They're going to have, you know, their cell phones. There's probably going to be opportunity, you know, flashes of light and everything, you know, to make sure, you know, during like when there's complete darkness. So there's not really going to be a whole lot of, you know, the best chance to, you know, cut to, you know, go from, a, you know, the arena that, you know, turn off the lights and then cut to something else, then cut right back without, you know, some fans, you know, or the fans in general you know, cheering or, you know, ooh, you know, something on, you know, on a live mic to where, oh, something's happening. We got to switch back, you know, and make it, you know, seem like it was supposed to happen that way. So they need to kind of tone it back into the realm of no more, you know, the cinema style kind of thing, tone it back and get back into the reality world of one-on-one -on -one with some, no, not, not not like the mind control stuff. Not, not like the goofy stuff. Because it can't happen anymore. It, it had a great run, but... And of course, you, you even saw it at WrestleMania. 
once we got, you know, the Fiend versus Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss came out in the box and all that, you know, everything that happened there, it, it kind of fell flat. So, again, gotta work within the realm of reality now. Can't do the movie stuff anymore. Uh, but yeah, Bliss defeats Shane Baszler in, in a so so match. Not believable. Sami Zayn taking on Kevin Owens one on one. This one was okay. Honest opinion, it was okay. I uh, really thought Kevin Owens was going to pull it out, but Sami Zayn gets the Huluva kick. Uh, Sami Zayn, you know, crazy. You know, I think he's finally lost the marbles and is no longer, you know, living on this planet. He's more like on the moon. Actually, not even to the moon because Kevin Grimes would have already seen him. I think he's on uh, Mercury or, you know, Venus because he's lost it, you know, in the conspiracy world. But Sami Zayn picks up the victory. Uh, Kevin Owens, the second, or sorry, the second women's title up for grabs, the Raw women's title on the line, Charlotte Flair taking on Rhea Ripley. This was a good match. Very good. Uh, and I really, really do believe that Charlotte had a shot, unfortunately, for Rhea. I think Charlotte had a shot. But I would not necessarily call, you know, have given Rhea Ripley the best odds to retain. I was, you know, said maybe it was a 49 to 51 percent chance at some point, maybe 50 50 as it got closer to the end. You know, maybe actually, sorry, remember first set, uh, 50 50 at a certain point, you know, 51 49 percent for Charlotte to get the title, but not much of a difference. But I would not call that, you know, throwing the, you know, really just yanking the the ta- the cover off the table at disqualification. I wouldn't have even called it like that, you know, because again, it's not like she, you know, lined up and then just bashed her. It was more like something out of anger. You like pull up and poof. But again. Using the weapon disqualification, just how it was, but it was smart on Rhea Ripley to, you know, retain on that sense to live to fight another day. Get instead of a one on one, because of course we know that Charlotte's going to get another title opportunity, and, and she will get an opportunity. We'll talk about that raw and we'll in a few minutes. Uh, but Charlotte does win the match. However, still. Your Raw Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley. And then, of course, main event, the Hell in a Cell match for the WWE title. Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre in Drew McIntyre's last opportunity to wrestle for the WWE Championship against Bobby Lashley as he is the current champ. If Drew, of course, couldn't cannot win the WWE Championship from Bobby Lashley, he will not be able to receive another opportunity as long as he is the champion. <clears throat> and this was, I would have to say, it may have not been as 
well of a blow-off as I would have liked it for as much destruction and chaos they have put each other through and, you know, the from WrestleMania, WrestleMania Backlash, and, of course, Hell in a Cell. But it was a great way to end the rivalry, I would say, for the time being. Because, again, Hell in a Cell is meant to be a blow-off. To be the end-all in a rivalry where big rivalries go to die and to move on afterwards. And it and it paid off. Because, you know, we had... Sing, you know, Canes, Singapore Canes. We had um, tables, steel steps, uh, MVPs walking cane. We had literally almost everything but the kitchen sink. Actually, I can't even say almost everything because there was only tables, chairs, steel steps, canes, kendo sticks. You know, that that in a nutshell. I mean, not as creative as Bailey was in her attempt for the, you know, the SmackDown Women's title in her match with, you know, taping up two Singapore Kings and, or sorry, t- taping up two kendo sticks and trying to use them as, you know, like a tableless, you know, move, offensive move and put Bianca through it earlier in the night. But it was still very well great, you know, a great matchup. You know, thinking we're going to get Drew to finally get the title off Bobby. At one point, the ref's knocked out. We get the the ref on the outside come in. We thought we are going to get it. And MVP pulls him out. But just, it was well received. I, lo- I actually love this. It was a great matchup this past Sunday. What a way to end Hell in a Cell. Bobby Lashley retains and Drew McIntyre is no longer allowed to challenge for the WWE Championship as long as Bobby Lashley is the, sorry, the almighty Bobby Lashley is WWE Champion. But you think there might be some hope as we head towards Money in the Bank. Of course. But I know I'm supposed to be out of hell right now. You know, Timmy, I know, I know, but we, I know I have that feeling. I'm done with hell in a cell, aren't I? I'm done. Aren't I'm done with hell in a cell? You're shaking your head. No. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? Well, there was one more, one more match. A hell in a cell. I watched that pay-per-view. There was no one more match. You're wait, wait, whoa, 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 time out. Time out. You're telling me Monday Night Raw to kick off the show. Uh, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods come out, crash Bobby Lashley's, you know, little celebration of oh, he, he's still the champ, and Drew McIntyre can't get another title shot against him. That we now know that at Money in the Bank, it will be Bobby Lashley and Kofi Kingston, WWE title. That sentence don't okay. But wait, you're telling me Xavier Woods challenged Bobby Lashley? Okay, that that's nothing new, man. I mean, uh, that would probably be a good main event right there. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 time out. 
You're telling me it happened in what? In the South. Yeah. Uh, wow. I mean, literally, first time in, in 20, what, 20 some years? 19, 20 years? What? Last time was 98, 2021. Let me check my math here on that just for just for a second. Twenty-three years. Okay, so twenty-two, twenty-three years. It's been that long since we've had a hell in a cell match. Man. On Raw. You sure? Okay, I believe, okay, we're not done yet in hell yet. But, yeah, well, I mean, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Ricochet, of course, you know, we're now we're on the road to money in the bank. Let's, you know, bring this back down. Boom. Still got to be a little bit in hell, and then we can get out of this hell, for, you know, for a good while. But on the road to money in the bank. We got to have some qualifying matches because it's money in the bank season, ladies and gentlemen. As we have qualifying match on Monday Night Raw. And we had Ricochet taking on AJ Styles. Good matchup. I, I really like this one. Uh, Ricochet defeating AJ Styles, the phenomenal one to qualify. For the Money in the Bank ladder match. Actually, I don't know why I have that one up. That's a very bad one. Um, so, yeah. Ricochet is part of the, the field at, on the Raw side for Money in the Bank. For the men's side, at least. The men's side. Uh, other men's qualifying matches. We had John Morrison taking on Randy Orton. Uh, for a spot in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Now, ugh. I know that, you know, of course, Matt Riddle meant well. Meant well in coming down to ringside, helping out Randy Orton in his RKO, RK Bro tag team you know, prevent the Miz from interfering and it backfired. Uh, as Johnny Drip Drip Morrison <laughs> moves on in the Money in the Bank ladder match, uh, qualifying, so he will be part of the field uh, next month. And then, of course, the final men's side of the for Raw this week uh, Riddle taking on Drew McIntyre. In a qualifying match. And surprisingly, Riddle beats Drew. I, I think, again, Drew, who have just went through hell the, the previous night. And his literally, if you saw the picture of his back looking like shredded cheese. Like he got, he went to Singapore and just got whipped. He went to hell through that cell, guys. And damn. I mean, I could try and find, let me find a, you know, picture for you of what that looks like of his back. 
And it was that, you know, just that bad. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I got one for you. Let me bring, drag it on over to this side of the world. And take a look at what has happened to Drew. Ah! Uh, yeah! That is the after effects of Hell in a Cell. His back looks like shredded cheese. It looks like someone who just decided, you know what? I'm going to mouth off to my parent. Let's see what happens when they have a belt in their hand, how many times I can get whipped. It looks like the the end of a bad decision with, you know, I'm going to cut my own switch and just let my parent, you know, let my parents decide how much of a whooping I need to get for uh, swearing in church in front of grandma. Yeah, that just looks that bad. Man, he got he got whipped. But yeah, that was essentially Drew McIntyre's night this past Sunday. And then, of course, Monday he loses a qualifying match. Uh, and he is has one more opportunity. We'll talk about that in a short little bit. Uh, on the women's side of the world, it was all, basically Raw this past week was qualifying matches for Money in the Bank. And, of course, the, the, the Hell in a Cell. The, the unconventional Hell in a Cell. Literally. Uh, on the women's side of the world, we had tag team action uh, to qualify for four spots. As Asuka and Naomi taking on Eva Marie. And... Uh, I'm going to call her by what she is... Supposed, you know, I, I know what she's supposed to be called by. Let's be honest here. The name that somehow has come out of Eva Marie's mouth as as a you know as a name is not necessarily the best thinking. And while while you know the name, okay, let's let I can't even sugarcoat this. The name itself is horrible, but a you know Piper Niven tag team action with Eva Marie, but the name that they decided to go with was Dodrop. Uh, Matt, can you help me out here with with, with this? What the f***? Doedrop? Doedrop, that's the best you got? No, 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 no. Piper was perfectly saying to keep, you know, have that name. That is a perfect name for, uh, for Piper Niven. Just leave it alone! You didn't need to change her name. It was a horrible name. No, 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 no. Literally, bad decisions all around in that. And even more so, think of that, okay, you know, we're going to see Eva Marie qualify for Money in the Bank. 
didn't happen. Thank you. Thank you, you know, Piper, for dropping down after Eva Marie tags you, you know, tags herself in after you've handled all the grunt work on, I believe it was uh, on Naomi. And it looked like you guys were going to win. She tags herself in to try to get the pinfall. Didn't work out to her plan. Wanted to tag you back in. And then you just dropped down and said, no, I I did all the grunt work. I was about to win. You wanted to come in, take all the shine, all the glory. Thinking that you all that and a bag of chips. Hell no. And then got beat up and essentially rolled up and lost and is no longer qualified for money in the bank. So, yeah. Karma. It's a bitch. There, Eva. Eva Marie literally is a bitch. Uh, and then, of course, the other tag team, women's tag team action for qualifying for the for the uh, money in the bank for the women's side. Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler taking on the reunion. I would I would say reunion, but. Forced together reunion of Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Bliss Cross back together for, I guess, uh, for the moment in this tag team action. But here's where my other gripe is going to be, ladies and gentlemen. Nikki Cross. I've been saving this for the for the show this week. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I'm just trying to figure out in what world. Did this make sense to not only instantly change, like, boom, this quick, but to give no real explanation, no real setup to make this switch? Okay, because if you haven't didn't watch Raw, or if you've been living under social media rock, Nikki Cross is now a superhero is now dressing up in the cape the mask the gauntlets you know wonder woman that yeah that and the cape so uh, no i'm not hating then let me be clear i'm not hating on nikki cross and you know this new round but i am hating on the fact that number one it happened like that one week she's beaten, actually many weeks she's been beaten Charlotte. She's been beaten Rhea. The ne- and then the next time we see her, she's a superhero. Matt, I-, I-, I need you again, Matt. Please. What the? F- I I don't know. Um, even more so. For instance, if you were to look up. All-time bonehead plays. Yeah, that would be one of them. Now, let me be very clear on this. The fact that, well, actually, let me let me be even more, you know, on this. I want to give an example of of a, of a proper, you know, a a well thought out plan to explain how someone changes. Okay, let's go back to Hurricane. The hur- you know, Hurricane. Everybody loves Hurricane Helms. You know, what's up with that? But 
and how she how he decided to take Molly Holly and change her from Molly Holly to Mighty Molly. It was well, you know, a very well idea concept, uh, a very well concept idea. Hurricane kidnaps her, you know, puts her in the hurricane, drives off. We don't see, you know, obviously kidnaps her. Next time we see her, she is Mighty Molly, a superhero. You know, maybe superhero training, but Molly, Mighty Molly Holly. She's a superhero. And it worked for her. It was a well thought out, you know, way of changing up the character. But the way that Nikki Cross had to switch, I didn't like that, you know, just all of a sudden, boom, one week, you know, she's, you know, herself and, you know, she's, you know, obviously spark plug and everything. And then all of a sudden, she just out of nowhere. No hints, no, you know, slow lead up to, you know what, or something to the degree of, you know what, after, you know, maybe some subtle hints, you know, backstage, you know, maybe reading some superhero comics, maybe reading some Wonder Woman, maybe watching some Wonder Woman or uh, Captain Marvel, that kind of thing, you know. To the degree that there are hints like, oh, you know what, she might be, you know, you watch back and like, oh, yeah, she was. You know, watching this stuff, reading this stuff, you know, we could see the change coming or at least something to the degree of of an explanation to why she changed. You know, we see her one week and then the next week she's a superhero. Or if she, ha you know, somehow turns us into a, a dual identity where like, sh you know, Shane Helms was ace reporter for the Daily Globe. Uh, and then, you know, you t took off the glasses and, you know, put on the, the hearse and he's the uh, Hurricane Helms. What's up with that? Sorry, I gotta do it. What's up with that? I have to re really rewatch re that, that whole point, but again, that's just what got, what, what stuck in my crawl with, uh, you know, Nikki Cross just going from going from. You know, wrestler to superhero in a blink of an eye one in one week. No explanation, no setup, no no story to get, you know, of why. Just, oh, I, you know, I've wanted to, you know, now that I've expressed this, I want to, you know, do this and blah, blah, blah. You know. Okay, that's great. That's your feelings. But there's no story to, you know, how, well, how you, you got from yourself to superhero you know, form there, you know, there's no rhyme or reason. We just see you one week as yourself. And then the next week you want to be a superhero. Ah, uh, again, what's up with that? I got nothing on that, but I'm sure Nikki's going to hit, hit a home run with this. Uh, of course, Molly Holly being, uh, one of the producers back there gives her some guidance with the superhero aspect, maybe even Hurricane Helms, you know, to help out, you know, Shane Helms to help out with her, you know, even be part of the super legion of, you know, the Hurricane Helms. That would be cool. That would be some, at least then there would be some, a rhyme or reason, but just come out one week and be a superhero. Now, no, no build, no, just boom. 
okay, next week you're a superhero. And that the next weekend, boom, I'm a superhero now. That doesn't fly, especially when people are going to be coming on the road and they're going to be like, oh, great. Now we have a we have, when you have people that just switch on a dime for nothing and then, you know, expect people to believe that and to get behind that. I mean, I get, you know, Nikki Cross, I believe Nikki Cross has built up some inch, you know, some some goodwill over the last several years. I mean, when she was tagged with Alexa Bliss and Bliss Cross, I believe she was gaining more and more reliability and favoritism with the fans. And to the point where, you know, she became a fan favorite. So now I believe that this is more of, a, okay, I'm cashing in some of my favoritism to like, okay, hope you guys like what I'm doing now. You stick with me and, you know, um, this is what I'm going to be doing now. Okay. Let's see where it goes. But, yes, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler do not qualify for Money in the Bank ladder match as Alexa Bliss and the superhero now, Nikki Cross, uh, qualify for the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, there will be four more spots on the SmackDown side to qualify for the women's half of the uh, half of the match. Um, and then, of course, main event, Bobby Lashley, Xavier Woods, inside hell in a cell. And it was a good matchup. I really enjoyed it, especially with it being on Monday Night Raw. Uh, Xavier Woods, I mean, when he hit the elbow drop off the top, you know, to put Bobby Lashley through the table... You can see he overshot. I mean, he got a little extra spring in the step, but he overshot, and luckily he hit he hit Bobby Lashley right in the center with his butt, or with his you know the side of him. Like uh, I want to say, like his hip, not his elbow, maybe not his ribs, but kind of like his elbow, uh, his hip. And he got lucky, and he didn't just overshoot, like like air overshot, just like literal. Just, just overshoot and completely miss him. Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. That would have been funny. Um, but yes, good matchup. Bobby Lashley beats Xavier Woods, of course, non-title. Uh, after afterwards, Bobby Lashley just M MVP locking locked themselves inside the cell with Woods and just go to town on him while Kofi watches in horror as we end Raw. Uh, we do know next week we are going to get a strap match between uh, Jackson Riker and Elias, a strap match. Hopefully we get Jackson Riker to actually win, not just by via count out. And then, of course, we have a last chance triple threat match to qualify for the Money in the Bank ladder match on the men's side. It'll be Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, and AJ Styles to qualify for the final spot uh, on the Raw side. That was Monday Night Raw. Let's head on over quickly to NXT. And I, oh, I'm out of hell now. Thank you. Now it's a little cooler in here. Uh, of course, we're on the road to Great American, the Great American Bosch. 
July 6th for NXT. And I am, again, I have no, never had any complaints with NXT. Uh, it's been great content, great action over there. Adam Colt, you know, taking on uh, just a, a random person, uh, Carmelo Hayes, uh, put up a great effort on Adam Cole. But, of course, Adam Cole picks up the victory opening match of the night. Uh, Eero Shirai and Zoe Stark taking on Jesse Car uh, Camella and Aaliyah of the Robert Stone brand. Uh, Eero Shirai and Zoe Stark picking up the victory in tag team action. Uh, great tag team action between the way of Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory taking on Pete Dunne and Oni Larkin. This was a great matchup. I loved it. You can really see some hints of old Johnny in there, Johnny wrestling, Johnny takeover uh, in this. And I really think that Johnny Gargano needs to bring Johnny wrestling back into it a little bit more, maybe half the way half Johnny wrestling again and bring back the all heart and soul. Because uh, again, he's getting cheered again. So I feel like they can pull off the, you know, to switch him back and make the way a good group. But, uh, and of course, Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory pick up the victory. Uh, Johnny Gargano looking to get into the NXT title opportunity, you know, picture. Uh, of course, Karrion Cross, you know, once obviously looking like we're going to get Cross's next opponent for the NXT title. Maybe at the bash. Maybe. Uh, Frankie Monet defeats Electra Lopez. And not really interested in that match. Uh, Hit Robe defeating Everrise. Not really interested in that one as much. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly taking on Kushida. It was a great matchup between these guys. Uh, literally, great matchup. Great, great, great. I loved it. Uh, afterwards, Cole and Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly fought uh, as Samoa Joe and Security tried to get you know separate them. And out comes the Diamond Mind. And a return to ta you know to take on uh to essentially attack Kushida, and we get the return of Roddy Strong, Roderick Strong, uh, and some you know bringing out Malcolm uh, Malcolm Belvis, uh, a Beavis, I want to say B Be <laughs> Beavis, I want to say that, but I can't. AK name butcherer is here. Ladies and gentlemen, name butcher, uh, Malcolm Bevs, uh, Tyler Rust, and Hendrick uh, Suzuki is the diamond mind. And I really think that with Roderick Strong maybe in the hunt for the cruiserweight, you know, wanting a shot at the cruiserweight title, that would be a great rivalry right there. Kushida taking on Roderick Strong, that would be very well, a very well good, you know, great matchup right there. Very well contrasting styles right there, but it would be fast paced and it'd be awesome. Uh, but that was NXT. Um, normally I would sit, you know, we would have already talked about Smack, you know, we would talk about SmackDown and AEW, but not gonna happen tonight on this show because, like I said before, uh, we talked last week's SmackDown before we talked about uh, we ran down the card uh, for Hell in a Cell last week. Uh, because of course we were we decided to, or the show was on Saturday last week, and of course 
no AEW until the weekend. So we will talk about AEW, I think, twice next week, as I think AEW will be back to their Wednesday slot uh, next week, I believe. Don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure that they will be back on their uh, normal week starting next uh next you know next week they'll be back on Wednesdays uh but yeah Saturday they're going to go be on the sh- on Saturday this week because of the uh, NBA playoffs but yeah that is going to be it for actually not even it. I can't I have to finish out uh of course we got money in the bank coming up July 18th we know it will be Ricochet John Morrison in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Or, sorry, and Riddle in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Oscar, uh, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, women's Money in the Bank ladder match. WWE titles up for grabs. Bobby Lashley, Kay- Kofi Kingston, one-on-one. And Raw women's titles up for grabs in a rematch. Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. July 18th in front of fans since re- first time since WrestleMania, but they'll be back on the road. So it's not a we're going to here and then we're going right back to the Thunderdome. Nope. It will be live in front of fans. Fort Worth, Texas, baby. That is coming up. And then, of course, something special here for everybody on the Flex Network because the man in the myth, the man himself, Flex Matt. This time tomorrow, we'll be having a shizzo, a wrestling show here in Everett, Washington, at the Skull But Tap Room, June twenty fifth, which is tomorrow, and it will be one hell of a card, guys. Uh, as we're going to have ourselves Scuttlebutt Spot Fest. One, the beginning, it will happen tomorrow night. The main undercard's at 7 p.m. The main card starts at 8. It will be at 3314 Cedar Street in Everett, Washington at the tap room. At, at the Scobut tap room. And we have the card for you guys of what the main card. At least that's what I think is the main card. But we have it for you guys. Because it will be going one-on-one. It will be Rebel Kel taking on Delilah Doom in one-on-one action. For the ladies, we have a tag team action. The Bash Brothers taking on Double Impact. We got Drake Kwan taking on Max Burnside. We've got Chris Brady taking on Real Talk Rashad Tyson. We've got Lucas Riley taking on Nick Wayne. And this one is sponsored by Without a Cause Wrestling, WAC. And then, of course, we got the hashtag verified Steve Miggs. The hashtag verified champion taking on Warhorse. Man, that is going to be a stacked card, ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow 
night. Want to make sure I didn't miss any matches. I think that was it. Yeah, that was it. That is all the car, all the matches for next for tomorrow night. Make sure you guys. Oh, wait a minute. I could say I was gonna say make sure you guys go and get your tickets, but guess what? It's already sold out. If you're trying to get there, it's already sold out. Make sure you guys get there before so you guys can enjoy the great show that's going to be put on to you by the Flex Network. But now that is going to be it for me, guys. I'm going to get on out of here. Uh, let's get through with the – let me get through the our lovely house cleaning before we peace on out of here for the week. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow all of our social media accounts. Here on the Flex Network. You can find us on Facebook. Well, you should. But like like, and subscribe and share with us to all of your friends, family, and your compadres out there. Share us. We want to grow and have many more people tune in to the Flex Network. Be sure to like and subscribe us on Facebook. You can find us at the Flex Network 1 for your, all your football, football fans and fans football Wrestling content, MMA content on Facebook. On Twitter, you can find us at the Flex Network 1 for your football and fantasy football content. At MMA Evergreen for your MMA and UFC content. And, of course, you should be liking and subscribing to us here at the Flex Network Wrestling. At, at FlexNet underscore PW Elite for all of your wrestling content. We are also on that YouTube. Search. Flex Network for your football and face football content. And, of course, search Flex Network Wrestling for your wrestling content. And for the live shows, of course, that we do here every week. And, of course, we're on that podcast as well. If we are somewhere where we're not, you know, where you listen, get your podcast fixed, let us know. We'll get there, and we'll flex on that. But we are on that Spotify, Apple. We're pretty much on all the big ones. We're on all the ones that should be out there. But that's going to be it for me, guys. What a week, what a week as we head on down the road to Money in the Bank, as we head on down the road to fans being back in the stands. We're getting there, guys. It's so close. So close. But that's going to be it for me. I am the snowman. I will see you guys here next week. And stay safe out there, guys, with this heat wave coming up out here over the weekend. Stay safe. Stay hydrated. But other than that, I will see you guys next week. Peace. Out. This has been the Pro Wrestling Weekend Review Show. You got some fellow Canadians. But when you're from Calgary. Where's that? Alberta, Canada. A one-way first-class ticket to Larryland. What is it with you folks coming to Florida, stay in your own country? This is the Flex Network. <laughs> this is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. Why me? Why me? Why me? Don't blame Canada. Blame yourself. Feels like showtime every minute tonight.
my story, and I'm sticking to it. Ta-ta for now. We're out of time. Good night on Nitro. The preceding announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Well, you're welcome, Jurassic Slapass.